When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, welcome to part three. And I've got Emily English here with me. It's been a fantastic conversation so far. Thank you. You're, you're, you're a real open book. You know, I really like that. It's obviously very helpful when you have a guest on the podcast who's <laughs> wanting to share. But you, know, you really have been so helpful. So thank you for that. Um, let's talk a little bit about outwardly looking almost from diet. So we can focus on the kind of vitamins and the nutritional aspects and, and the foods and the recipes. But what about the broader relationship of, of food in different environments? So sometimes, you know, when we're going out for, you know, we're going out for dinner, we're, we're picking meals or maybe even with, you know, activities like we're maybe you're starting a new year, you want to start running or whatever. What are the kind of roles that food plays in other things? We talked about like with our, you know, with me at uni, you know, food being important for sugar for the brain. How can we think about food in a, the word healthy, so lo- loaded, but in a, in a good relationship way mm. <laughs> in different environments, you know, and circumstances? I love restaurants. Eating out in restaurants is my life. Hospitality is super, super close to my heart. And I think if we're thinking about building a healthy relationship with eating out and the joy of eating out the biggest issue that I see happen or arise is this kind of binge restrict cycle so you see have a lot of people who go out on the weekends it's that all or nothing approach they've been saving up Mm. for for that weekend and then it all goes out the window and they get to Sunday and they feel terrible there their gut feels sluggish it's been a bit overwhelmed they've maybe drunk too much they're feeling they're feeling anxious and People should start to look at it in more of a a balanced way. So eating out isn't this, oh my goodness, this is my only time that I can enjoy myself or eat the foods I want to eat. How can we incorporate more of those foods into our day-to-day throughout the week so when we get to those special occasions, when we get to those meals out, they don't feel like this kind of pedestal moment that can encourage, especially if you are slightly on on that kind of disordered eating spectrum, it can really encourage that that kind of binge restrict cycle. So just being aware of that. When you go and eat out, of course, like order what you want to eat, but it doesn't have to be this all or nothing. Slow down on the drinking. You don't have to kind of like do the shots and glug it down if you don't want to. And I think there's actually been a massive movement with creating more awareness for people's relationship with alcohol. And I think alcohol and nutrition is, alcohol is never going to be good for you. But thinking about your relationship with alcohol and how it makes you feel can be something that is is amazing start point for your health journey in in the new year. It's actually a really good point there because, you know, I, I, I hadn't really considered this part of the, of our conversation really, um, because Alcohol is often seen as an external, there's your diet and mm. then there's, there's, there's alcohol. But actually anything you consume, it's all, including it's all water, included. is part of yep. diet and nutrition. 
And there's no dietary benefits of alcohol, is there? I mean, there is. I mean, people enjoy it as like a cultural thing or a social thing, but we're looking at it in that sense. If we were looking at it through a pure lens of that, there isn't necessarily a benefit there. So, so thinking about, I guess, that relationship, if you look at it from the lens of how does it make you feel, perhaps that gives you more of an indication of whether it is beneficial to your life, right? Because we know there's not a nutritional per se. There's, there's, there's calories in it, right? Which sugar and calories might give you some sugar and things, but it's not really a way we'd say, right, if you're going to get sugar, go to alcohol, right? I think that's not really what we'd advise. But perhaps if you do look at it from the lens of how you feel in the way that you do other foods, maybe that does highlight a little bit whether, actually, do I really want this or not? Or I, as much of it. Massively so, and I think this kind of binge drinking culture is fading away now and more and more people are getting comfortable with and okay with drinking less. I have no issue now going into a friendship group or going out with my friends and saying, oh, do you know what, I'm not drinking tonight. Yeah, if I said that five years ago, it would have been, oh, what do you mean? And I, I actually think it's a really positive shift because Alcohol for me can be very, very triggering for anxiety. I'm often a little bit of a nervous wreck the next day. But my auntie's a master of wine. So she is a creative and a talent in, in that industry. And I actually love my wine. I love a little glass of champagne. I love, I love a Negroni on the beach in Italy. But I've worked on my relationship with alcohol that I never try and drink when I'm stressed. I never drink for escapism mm. and I never drink to get drunk. Gosh, that's a real, do you know what, even those three, that's a, if you had a starting point of that, you would really address a lot of challenges, wouldn't you, for a lot of people? Massively so, and, and then it knocks into your nutrition. Yes. So a lot of uh, kind of negative mm. health habits come from drinking too much, being hungover, making difficult food choices or the wrong food choices. And I say wrong, but... me right now. Yeah. But <laughs> like, I, well, that was my relationship with it, though. It's the cycle. And mm. I think awareness of that, I just, mm. I think it's a really important touch point just to mention. On the no, I think it's really good to mention. So thank you for bringing that in. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
I mean, I've said before in this, I'm not, I, I'm not a new year, new me person. I don't know, really prescribe to that idea. I like the more new year, same me, a little better if we can. Yeah. That kind of thing. Because it's very, again, it becomes very punishing when you're like, oh, I'm going to start over again, cancel everything. Gosh, what a pack of lovely dogs <laughs> we've got here. That's the great thing of being out stomping is there's always dogs in parks, so you get to see them having fun and playing. So yeah, if you're thinking right in the new year, there is something I want to do. I've always wanted to take up running, right? I, actually, it's a good example for me. I've started getting into running recently. I enjoy it, okay? And I want to kind of think about foods and things to empower, say, my exercise and make sure I recover well and that I'm able to you know, build up my distances. How can I think about my food in that sense? So perhaps with a kind of goal of exercising and fueling my body, what things should I think about with my foods? Good things to eat and, and so on. So firstly, don't cut out the carbs. Carbs are the thing that are going to make you run faster, run farther. Um, I always say more pasta, run faster. Um, I love that. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to use that every time I'm buying my pasta. I'm like, I think that's going to be straight we in my head. should merch it on a t-shirt. That's, <laughs> that's uh, actually so good. Get the merch copyright. I really love that. Um, and another thing is, and I see a lot of people start exercise or, or start this new exercise program and they suddenly just start chugging loads of protein shakes and it's really unnecessary. So I always say a protein shake should be um, one of your snacks or part of a meal to up your protein intake if you're unable to kind of get enough protein in that meal. So I use protein powders um, a lot of times in things like oats or if I'm making kind of like chia puddings or baked goods just to up the protein in them. But if I ever just finish a workout, I don't, you don't need to instantly run sure. to chug down that Because they used, they used to say, do you remember what they used to say, there's like the golden the hour. The metabolic window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, 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 it's like, it's quite like the golden hour or whatever. And after you work out, you must get your whey protein straight into your biceps. <laughs> Otherwise your muscles won't yeah, grow. You won't grow yeah. as well. You're missing your anabolic window or yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, that's metabolic been debunked window. now. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's not true, is it? It no. is that 24 hour picture, isn't it? It's much yeah. more of like, what you're consuming because I, I used to remember I used to go to the gym you know at 17 get back in drink the shake as quickly as possible to make sure I was getting that then I'd, I'd try and really quickly like make a pasta with a load of chicken on top to eat the chicken with pasta really fast because all that protein can go in as well yeah it's just not necessary is it it's absolutely not and there are a lot of fitness influencers who are still out there kind of uh, spewing the same old jargon but Balanced eating, high protein quality um, is, is the most important thing. If you don't eat meat or fish, you're vegetarian, vegan, and thinking about getting in protein diversity from your plants because they are sometimes limiting yeah, amino mean? acids. So, what's that mean? Protein, there, protein for example, there are, there's protein in wheat, yeah. but there will be something called a limiting amino acid in the wheat, which means there's a group of essential amino acids, which are the building blocks that we need for um, our body. Mm -hmm. And if we have a limiting amino acid, it means we're not getting that complete range. So we kind of think of it as like a vitamin deficiency. Mm -hmm. But if we pair the, the wheat with a legume, for example, mm -hmm. so a chickpea, we end up getting the full library. So protein diversity, so choosing lots of different plant-based high protein foods like our legumes, like our nuts and seeds, like our pulses, ensures that we get that complete profile of amino acids. And with protein as well, a lot of these calculators, I have had so many clients come to me where their PT has put them on like 200 gram protein diets. And this is not necessary. You do not need to start your fitness program and start and, and train like 
a, a bodybuilder Olympian mm. and eat that much protein. It's mm. not necessary. Because um, so they, they, they say there's a certain weight you can try and go for one gram per kilo and all this kind of stuff. Do you, I, I, one, gram rough, of, one gram is that a of protein per kilogram for a, a moderately active person is plenty. Some people who are just doing kind of basic gym programs, their PTs put them on two grams of protein per That's a lot, day. isn't it? it I is mean, that's so much. Think about that's like a steak is what, like 20, 25 grams or something, or chicken breast is about 20 grams yep. or something, right? Yep. So that's a lot, isn't it? That's a lot. So to much. You're actually eating and expensive as well. So expensive. Then it replaces other good things. That's very true. So you have to think about of displacement. displacement of your rainbow. Exactly. And that is not, if we conclude anything from this podcast and the rainbow is the most important thing. Okay, so. that's the most important thing, guys. <laughs> Take that with you. But yeah, I, I think the if you're starting a fitness journey, don't get too overwhelmed with all of the nutrition advice that is out there from kind of uh, fitness influencers. Simple, protein quality, Protein with every single meal, around one gram per kilogram of body weight. Get in protein diversity, so opt in for the legumes. If you're making a chicken salad, add some crispy chickpeas in there. Toss them with smoked paprika, mm. garlic, olive oil, roast nice. them up. They're delicious. Yeah. Plant-based source protein. You love food. You can't see you can't see her face right now, but when she's describing <laughs> these things, she like comes alive. A face, like she's just, you're just enjoying it, aren't you? you I love do. The food. I it's, love it. It's really like empowering to see. So the thing that I find interesting as well with the, when it comes to the, the stuff around like protein and muscle building, all this kind of thing, is that people forget as well that actually carbohydrates are a significant part of your muscle as well it's yeah. like glycogen like glycogen yeah you know your your your, your, your muscle fibers aren't just protein are they they're no that they, you need the carbohydrates to actually formulate and build the muscle without carbs you can't grow muscle can you well your carbs as well they store water mm. um so if you're thinking about getting a lovely pump after your nice leg day, um, then having carbs pre and post workout is really going to fill up all of those muscles. So if you want to, to feel strong and defined and see the, the results of your progress, then a little, little pump of, of, uh, of carbohydrates before is always after. before and after. And of course, they also fuel the exercise, so they fuel the performance. If you have um, some simple sugars before a run um, or even before a lifting session, you'll notice that you just feel more energized and stronger. So fuel appropriately for your workouts. But I always try and recommend people not, when they start a fitness plan, you don't need to add loads of like different extra complicated meals. You can still just eat your three meals in a day, your, your snacks, but time your workouts around those, those meals. Okay. So if you're a morning uh, person, then maybe have your breakfast, try and leave about an hour for all of that food to digest and then train. And then if you have like a smaller snack, a little protein-based snack or, or a little carb-based snack after that, then it'll carry on uh, you through to lunch. Then if your dinner, try and avoid any sort of caffeine supplements or pre-workout uh, supplements if you're training in the evening. Because it'll keep you up at night. Because it'll keep it? you yeah. up. Yeah. Try not to have anything too big or too high in fiber pre or workout as yeah. well. So you want to leave about kind of an hour before um, uh, your evening training session and then just refuel afterwards. So there are a few things that you can think about, but if you're starting something new, if you're starting a new, a new training regime, try and make sure that you're not changing too much about what you know 
when it comes to your diet and it comes to your schedule to fit in with it. Try and make it work all together. It's like a dance. Some brilliant advice. And just before, the, the last thing I want to cover a little bit about is that this kind of, we've gone into it a little bit, but gut health as we come to the end of it. But just before we do, I just wonder your thoughts on creatine. So I take creatine um, as part of my workout because I do, so I do a lot of kind of weight stuff. I also do running and I find creatine really beneficial for the energy and stuff like yeah. that. It, it creates actually quite like a fullness to the muscles as well. You feel very strong with this. Uh, and also really interesting with creatine is more and more kind of studies being done into the kind of neuro, neurological benefits of, of creatine and concentration, which is still like, I think there's a lot more to be done in there in research, you know. I think in, in sometimes we see a headline of like, oh, this is amazing. And, uh, we, you know, everyone gets you know, on the bandwagon a bit too quickly. But it is interesting as to how much or if creatine can be a benefit to our concentration and things. But yeah, in terms of like exercise, do you see people benefiting from creatine use in, in, in exercise? Definitely. And there is enough solid evidence to recommend it as a very, very useful exercise and sports supplement. So I, I, I really do recommend Interesting, it. Interesting, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of the findings. I mean, I do a lot of reading, um, obviously, before I take anything, but also before I talk about it. And I think that uh, creatine, you know, anecdotally in my experience, has been beneficial, but also like there's been huge number of studies over many years, actually, many decades mm. of studies on creatine use. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, its benefits are, are quite profound, especially at the kind of top level of sport, it can be that 5% difference, which when yeah. you're looking at athletic level is winning and losing potentially. And I think the important thing as well, it's across both sexes, mm. so male and female benefits as well. So a lot of sports studies, it's just worth bearing in mind, are done on men. Um, and and now we're starting to think about, okay, what does this mean for females and female health? Amazing, amazing. That's a really important point as well. And interesting things like, till recently, they always used to test trainers on just, just men and what men needed for their knees. We know that, you know, physiologically and skeletally, knees and hips are different in women, but and we hadn't been thinking about that in the biomechanics of our materials or our trainers. That has changed in recent years, but that is a very new development, yeah. which is fascinating. So as we come to the end then, um, could we just have a little think about gut health and just, just a little bit of kind of your thoughts on, on, on gut health as an area of study, because it's become, I think, much more centre field in science and also in health, but yeah, particularly, I guess, in, in terms of food and diet and nutrition. Do you think there's more for us to learn in terms of gut health? Do you think that in years to come, we're going to be like, oh my gosh, it's even more incredible than perhaps you realise. We've only just scratched the surface. Mm. I think it's it's a very interesting area because the gut is so connected to so many different parts of us. Mm. So we have the gut-brain connection, we have the gut-skin connection, we have the, the gut is very interlinked with our immune system and our immune health and it's it's a very kind of hot topic but I think it's one of those that has to be kind of dealt with a pinch of salt right now because we don't have enough evidence to solidly say x does y yeah. or a plus b equals c yeah. but looking after your gut health is a fundamental part of of our health and well-being and, and it should be something that every single person should be paying attention to and mm -hmm. taking care of and is that something you're going to be talking about in uh, i'd imagine as part of the book and things is it going to be in so good as well is it is yeah and i actually have very excitingly a, a probiotic company that is coming out this year oh, with the most incredible cap tech 
and wow. strain tech. So I'm really, really excited for wow. that. So watch, there we go. watch this so space. Watch that space. Do you have a publication date for the book? I do. So my debut cookbook, So Good, is out on May the 9th. Um, it is available to pre-order and there are limited signed copies available from Waterstones. Uh, well, that's fun and fantastic. And please do everyone go and, and get a copy. In fact, I can tell you, one of us already has a, 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 a copy on order. That's it. And I'll be also doing the same as well. I mean, from talking to you today, it's, um, I'm really excited. to Make the lasagna. Yeah, and, and seriously, because it, it, like for me, I love all those foods and I don't want to sacrifice the foods I enjoy. So I, it'll be great to do it in a way that I know that I'm also you know, enriching my body and fueling it in the right yeah. way as well. Let's do our health fact of the week as we come to, to um, the end of it. So our health fact of the week. Uh, bananas, pumpkins and lemons are berries, but raspberries aren't. In fact, raspberries, strawberries and blackberries are actually part of the rose family. Gosh, that's new to oh me. Oh my God, Fruit categorisation means that berries are all developed from the ovary of a flower and have three layers, the skin, the flesh and the seeds. That's a new one. I didn't there know you that go. one. Is that, is that new to I you? I had no idea. We learn something every day. I bet you loved finding that one, Lisa Charlie, didn't <laughs> you? That was really... That's a really good one. Do you know what? That's the kind of thing you want to have in um, like the quiz. Yeah. You know, if that comes in a quiz, you're like, I've got this now. Right, next pub quiz. I'm ready. What's your favourite? <laughs> We've got to ask you, what's your favourite just food fact? What's your favourite interesting fact about <sighs> food? Do you have a berry oh, or yes. you want um, Did you know that a red pepper contains uh, twice the amount of vitamin C than an orange? Gosh, that is a good fact. Because you think of orange as like the oracle of Vitsi, don't yeah. you? So if you're, if you're pepper, sick, really surprises yeah, me. if you're sick, snack on red pepper crudite. Oh, that's a great fact. What a one to, to, to end on. Thank you so much for joining me on the Stompcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you You've for having literally me. been a fountain of knowledge. Um, and yeah, so everyone, please do make sure you go and get a copy of the book, of course. Keep an eye out for everything that uh, Em's doing on, on our Instagram as well, the meals and so on. We are still disappointed there's no pie today, but maybe on another day. Well, I'll, no, <laughs> I'll teasing, come over on the. Is, is it I can't cook? Yeah, oh, no, I, well, I, I can't cook as well, but it's <laughs> I hate cooking. I hate cooking. <laughs> I, love I love it, yeah. Um, I'm really excited to do that. It's going to be really cool. And uh, yeah, I really do wish you all the best Thank between you. now and then have a wonderful uh, start to the the new year uh, guys we'll see you over on behind the stomp cast where we kind of reflect on some of the things that we've learned today there's so much reflecting we'll be a long behind the stomp cast episode with everything em's <laughs> shared uh, and we'll see you all very soon take care and goodbye Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.